Um, so what do we talk about in this episode, Manu? Let's do a recap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we, we first talk about a little bit about your background, like who you yes. are. And I guess you mentioned anxiety. Yes. Like your my, experience with it. Yes, um, mental health support. Yeah. Uh, then we talked uh, about faith. And now mm-hmm. I think family was the last, yeah. the, the influence of family on yes. our mental health. <laughs> yeah, we kind of reveal a lot of ourselves in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Welcome to Chai with Pink. This is Pink Robert. In this podcast, I cover underrepresented and personal stories. Join me with a cup of chai and take a listen. Any other questions? Mm, no. No? Okay. All right. Oh, if my internet is unstable, if I can't hear you very well, I will turn off my video. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's get started. <laughs> Welcome back to Chai with Ping. My name is Ping Robert. And if you haven't already, if you like our show, please do subscribe. You can subscribe on your platform and also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also reach out to us if you have questions. Thank you for listening again. Today, we have a my old friend all the way from Rimini, Italy, and she's gonna talk about uh, her experience um, getting mental health support and getting, um, you know, the counseling sessions and all that. I don't know how it is, but we're gonna talk about uh, her experience um, and specifically in Italy. So let's welcome Manuela Gorini. Hello, hello everybody. (laughs) Thank you for inviting me, Pink. (laughs) Thank you for coming. (laughs) <laughs> I know this is this must be a nerve-wracking topic for you to talk about. It's very personal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, because it's very personal. Yeah, emotional. But I'm very also happy to talk about it. I'm pretty sure that, that your story will encourage other people as well. Thank yeah. you. So, should we start with your background and identity? Let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Yes, uh, so my name is Manuela Gorini. I am from Italy. I am 33 years old. I work right now in a school as a special education teacher, but I also worked in a re- rehabilitation center for drug addicts in the past. And so I'm here to talk about and share about my experience with anxiety, in especially, and how I was uh i got uh, mental health support i know that you actually went back to college to to do another degree is that true because you already finished your grad school uh yes i am currently studying um like um it's a degree where i study a little bit of psychology uh sociology uh, all the social sciences and I work in social service with social services. So my the focus is, of my job is to help people okay. uh, from different backgrounds with different issues or problems. Got it. And before you study translation and interpretation, right, or something yeah. about language. That's yes, how we I met. did. Uh, yeah. Yes, I did study languages. 
wow. then I found this other passion. So I kind of changed my uh, career path. Yeah. So. Wow. So it's it's really <laughs> I feel it's inspiring because you kind of ditch your all whole master degree and then you went back to college just to study. So is it like a program for a social worker? Uh, yes, that's right. Okay. Yes. Got yes. it. Yeah, and then so you're. Is it the fourth year now? Because you're finishing. Uh, is, uh, no, it's uh, it's a bachelor degree. It's a three year. Okay. Bachelor degree. Yeah. Because previously I did uh, not a master but a, a bachelor's degree in languages. Got it. Um, oh, okay. So two yeah. bachelor's degree. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Cool. cool and I would cool. love to do a third one in the future. <laughs> A bachelor's, not a master's? No, uh, a master's degree in psychology. That would be what I would love to study in the future. That's awesome. Yeah. I heard that studying uh, psychology or counseling helps like ourselves first before we yeah. help other people. I don't know if that's true. You can let me know next time. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So is that also why that you want to share about this topic of mental health because it's related to your work or it's just like something happened that you you experienced that you felt like all right mental health is a topic that that is you know big in your life uh yes it's related to my work but also to my personal experience and i feel that it's uh it's extremely important in this time where we are in a pandemic so uh, people uh, stay more at home and there is so much uncertainty that um, I think so many people might struggle with mental health issues, especially anxiety. And, and, and I have struggled with anxiety since I was a teenager, even though at the time I wasn't really aware of it. I just remember that when I was a teenager, I would wake up and just feel um, I have this feeling that I was scared of going to school somehow uh, because uh, for me, school was a place where I was um, judged for my performance and that put me so much pressure. And also it was hard for me to make friends uh, in school, even though it's not as if I didn't have friends, but I just wanted a deeper connections because I always been extremely sensitive and I just, I did, I didn't have people where, who I could open up to about my real feelings. And so, and I also learned during, uh, growing up in my family, uh, even though my parents love me so much, um, I learned to, I think, bottle up my emotions and also my, my anxiety because uh, whenever I would try to talk to my mom about being anxious, she would always, with good intentions, try to um, push me or just say, get over it. And to me, that taught me that sharing, that, uh, sharing my feelings and sharing especially negative emotions was not okay. So that's, I feel, why I am so passionate about talking about this uh, issue, because I think if we talk about it, then uh, it's the first step. If we are, of course, being aware and then talking is important. Especially it's 
I think right now is across the world, and I am also going through some realization and learning about counseling and mental health issues. So, did you have any like special moments or the moments that you feel so traumatized so that you're super anxious? Uh, well, I I remember last year uh, being very anxious. The first few weeks here in Italy, when the lockdown started, um, and I just was uh, I I was working from home, but so and I couldn't go out, and I found myself uh, like all of a sudden, as a lot of people stuck at home, and I just felt this uncertainty. Then I was also listening and watching to the news talking about so many deaths here. So all this uncertainty, not knowing when things would get better. And I would have so many uh, panic attacks. And then after a few weeks, it got better, but at first it was uh, hard. So that's one of the recent ones, I think, when I was feeling very, very anxious. Yeah. How does a panic attack feels like? Um, to me, it feels like um, my mind start uh, starts racing. I feel as if the world is spinning around me. I feel out of breath. I feel uh, as if I am drowning, or as if I'm going through a. Um, um, a dark tunnel so and I can't see the end of it so that's how I would describe it and oh. I just I just feel that I'm I I'm not in control of my mm. surroundings when I have uh, an anxiety attack so then uh, the people around you when they're talking to you you won't be able to focus right yes I'm yes oh. yes Wow. And what okay. was for me hard was also that I wasn't able to say what I was feeling. Like even to my husband that lives yeah. with me, yeah. I wouldn't be able to say I am anxious or I am. It was as if I couldn't say, I couldn't express it. Okay. Uh, yes. But you said your breathing will become very hard and fast. So will yeah. other people notice that or is just something inside of you? Uh, it's something inside of me. And also I would say that this, um, happens to me more when I am alone, when I am with other people, mm -hmm. it's better. So, uh, well, sometimes happened to it, it happened to me in church, but then I would just leave the building and, uh, and go outside because I just couldn't stay physically there. I, Yes. But there are so many people at church. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so how do you, I don't know if recover is the right word, but how do you come back to normal breathing and, you know, to function again? Yeah. For me, what it has been extremely important is uh, my faith because mm -hmm. I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I've been a Christian since I was uh, 21. Mm -hmm. And and when I have panic attacks, I would uh, start 
um, reciting uh, a psalm in the Bible, Psalm okay. 23, okay. which says, uh, God is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. So uh, through that psalm, I am able to remember, to remind myself that God is in control of my situation. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do that, like peace comes upon me and I just feel calm. And um, that's so I think for me, it's faith. And uh, among other things, but faith is the main uh, uh, support uh, Jesus. Wow. Do you know any other people or your friends who also have panic attacks? I do. Um, I know, for example, um, a lady from my and um, and it was nice because um, um, after sharing about my experience, um, uh, she talked to me about her problem. So I that's why I think I am I want to share my experience because maybe other people can relate and and know they are not alone in this struggle. Wow. Okay. And I don't really know when you started going to the the therapist. When uh, I started when? Uh, to go to therapy two years ago. Okay. So that's yeah. before the panic attack. Yes. Okay. And what prompts you to do that? Well, it was because I... Um, I was working at the time in a rehabilitation center for drug addicts. And during that time, um, I was working with so many girls and uh, listening to their stories uh, about their struggles, about their pain. And when I was listening to their stories, I realized that underneath their drug issues, there were the same weaknesses as uh, the ones of other human beings. And I actually related to some of their pain. And uh, I realized that I, there were some things with my, within myself that were unresolved. And, um, and also I wanted to get help for my anxiety because um, it, had gone, uh, it had gotten worse. So... Uh, I was really, I felt uh, that I needed help. If not, I, I know that that's the feeling I had. I, I feel, I felt as if I needed help because if not, I couldn't survive. I couldn't, I was just in so much uh, pain because I could uh, feel their pain. And so that's why, that, that's why I, I felt the urgency to ask for help at that time. Got it. So how is the, I don't know, how the, the health insurance will cover this part? Is it expensive to go for therapy? Well, here we we don't really have, like in the U.S., um, an health insurance um, because um, the healthcare system is, uh, the public healthcare system, Mm-hmm. It's very good and it's not expensive to uh, get healthcare. 
But uh, yes, if you want to go to a psychologist, um, I went the private route. So I, um, I just went to a private psychologist and yes, they can be very expensive. Uh, mine is not as expensive, but yes, that's, I feel what the problem is with therapy is that it's so expensive. And, uh, so many people that, uh, needed, need therapy can't maybe afford it. And that's a pity thing for me. Got it. Yeah, I think it's very common in a lot of countries that getting therapy is quite expensive. Um, but I'm interested to know what is your experience working with a therapist? Is there any um, important or special moments that you can share with us? Um, yeah, my experience has been uh, very good, but... I, what I want to say is also at first, for at least it was for me, it was very painful to go to therapy because uh, a lot of things would come up in my therapy sessions. And then after it, I would go home and just, it was, uh, I had to do a lot of work to process all the emotions and the pain. And um, so... At first, I, 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 it was hard for me to open up. And then I got, I feel more and more comfortable. And what I realized is that uh, about therapy is the most important thing is the relationship with the therapist. So that you are honest with her. Uh, and maybe even if for me, even if I'm had some issues with her sometimes or some problems in therapy. Maybe I felt sometimes that she would just be, uh, she would push me too much uh, and to talk about certain things. I, I told her so, and I realized that uh, that's the main component in therapy is the relationship and that you feel comfortable talking to that person. And yeah. My question was, um, did you get matched with some other people before you decide to go with this specific therapist? Um, no, I, I asked for um, suggestions to a friend and she suggested her and then I tried and I said, okay, I will go and see, uh, have a first session and see if I like her, if I feel comfortable. And then uh, I, when I went, um, I felt comfortable with her. So I decided to, to do, to have therapy with her. Wow. Was it easy to build up trust between you two? Um, Yes, I would say yes. I mean, I I realized that I started, I felt comfortable immediately with her mm -hmm, talking, yeah. but to talk about certain things, mm -hmm. uh, it took time mm -hmm. for me. Uh, I think now after two years, I am talking about certain aspects of my life mm -hmm. 
because I I'm slowly getting better and better. And so there, I think there were topics that um, were hard for me to talk mm-hmm. about and yeah. that I would kind of, I think, feel ashamed to talk about. And so it took time about to talk about them. So I would say yes, also because I I have trust issues with people. It takes me time. It takes me time to open up to someone yeah. and talk about uh, about my feelings. Mm. I feel like in my personal experience, because I also have been going to the therapist through. I think yeah, it's almost been two years now, and. I feel a lot of the work is on ourselves, mm-hmm. so the therapist will ask questions, but it's our res- our choice to decide if we want to work on certain issues or reveal certain stories to them for them to know more about us. And yeah, I I feel you. It's sometimes <laughs> it's really difficult and. Um, it's very emotional. I don't know how much you cry in your yes. sessions. I cry <laughs> almost every time. Um, and I'm like, why? <laughs> I never have to cry that much. But it definitely opened up a, a door for me to understand why I have these emotions and how I'm feeling. I don't know. Is, is that similar to you? Oh yeah, it does resonate with me. I yeah. I cry. I think now I cry less. But I used to cry more. Yeah. And yeah. Because you just bring up so many emotions about you, your past uh, relationships, and so it's just very hard, very good, but very hard. So I'm not sure if therapy is for everybody because I'm not sure if any, everybody can handle that. It's not like that. I would, um, uh, I think it's good, but I think for some people it might be very, very hard. Yeah. Especially they could, they could kind of you know, they don't have that kind of education or awareness of revealing their emotions or or have feelings. Just like what you said, I, I think a lot of the older generation, they taught us, you know, to shovel our feelings away and then just get things done and go through that path. And because that's how they grew up. Um, I mean, in some ways, yes, they they can become very strong adults. But in some ways, it's like, I don't know. I just don't feel like the little child in ourselves are taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So you already mentioned some things are difficult for you. So can you give an, an example? Like what is difficult for you to face in in the therapy? Um, I'm trying to think. Um I don't know. Sometimes is I feel it's hard to um, at first. I was um, the first few months I did go. I I felt as if I had to talk, so I would try 
I would kind of push myself to to talk and um, right now I when I go um, I don't know I learn to um, to focus more on what I am feeling and what I am going through at that moment and then talk maybe I sometimes I I stay quiet I because my therapist told me it is okay if I don't at, in a in a certain moment I don't feel the need to talk yeah um but at first I don't know I was it was very hard because I was kind of pushing myself to talk about things and uh, right now I feel I am more in tune with myself and with my feelings so mm. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. I, I think that's also around the trust, I think. It's like if we trust someone enough, maybe we don't have to talk mm-hmm. for all the time. Um, what? So it, are there any success in the whole process that you feel like, oh, I've been making progress or things have changed and I feel better Yes, um, well, about especially about my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, what helped me, as I said, was um, therapy, but also faith, both together, because therapy taught me to express my emotions, to uh, that it was okay for me to talk about my emotions, especially the. The, the emotion that are considered negative, let's say. And then um, faith was for me a, really um, a key component in, in the process because especially last year, I, I, through my faith and through the help, I found um, First, of course, also uh, in a friend, I have a friend that helped from from church that um, I I asked him for help. He's not a pastor, but he has someone who has dedicated himself to uh, helping other people in need and is now a missionary. And I asked him for help because I I felt I wanted to... uh, know more uh, Jesus and know more the Bible. And um, when I asked him for help, I didn't know what would have come out of it, which is that through his help, I learned, I got to learn the, um, the power of the Holy Spirit, which is for people who are not Christians, I will say that the Holy Spirit, it's the presence of God in us that comes to live in us when uh, we become Christian and we accept Jesus in our life. And through this, uh, through my friend's help, I learned to know his power and uh, also the the identity that I have in God, which is uh, that I am uh, a daughter of God and that he loves me for who I am. Because I think one component of my anxiety was having always having struggles with the low self-esteem since I was a teenager 
And I, I've learned now and I know that uh, I am loved and I finally uh, love myself. And this happened also um, with the help of therapy, but uh, foremost with, uh, um, with uh, my faith journey. Well, that's powerful. Yeah. Because I'm also a Christian and I I had a Christian therapist before and now a non-believer. I feel like, yeah, let's talk about little tips or something that we learned in the therapy. Maybe it will be beneficial for um, the listeners. I learned something very important from my previous therapist is... I think you and I are similar in some ways because we push ourselves to do better, but yeah. in some ways that creates anxiety, stress, or it's just like a lot of pressure for day-to-day -day life. Um, so my therapist asked me to think about whenever I'm trying to do something or to make a decision or to process an emotion. Um, she mentioned like, is it a shepherd's voice or is it a butcher's voice? I was like, what? <laughs> um, so, so just to explain a little bit, I don't know if it will be helpful for you, but the shepherd's voice is always, so like as Christians, like Jesus is our shepherd. God is our shepherd as well. So then shepherd is a, a kind of voice, which is loving and caring because they care for their sheep or mm -hmm, yeah. the animals they're guarding. Um, but the butcher, the animal approached them with fear. So am I doing this thing? So for example, I want to hold someone um, with my extra time. It, it, I'm making this decision because I love them or is it out of love, like to be myself? Or I'm just scared that if I don't do this one, I won't be able to prove my ability. Or I'm scared that if I don't do the I don't do this, then I don't have enough love. So I think that eventually helped me to, to think through a lot of um, decisions and also process my emotions. I think it also correlates a lot with our faith because eventually it's like, yeah, you, you said that your identity is uh, daughter of God and I, I feel so too. Um, and, you know, being daughters or sons, the children of God, that I think the first priority is that we are loved. Yeah. Is there any special thing that you learned that, like, kind of shifted your mind? Um, you mean about um, my faith also about? Uh... Yeah, either faith or okay. counseling. Yeah. Yes, I... Well, I just, I, in my faith journey, I, I realized, and also it, I think it's, um, it's a process, but um, as you said, I, I don't need to prove myself to mm. people yeah. because I am, I'm precious in the eyes of God and I am special. He has a plan for me and uh, so I can, I can just trust him. And last year for me was a, a big year in terms of that. In, uh, because 
um, we are in a pandemic, so things are not uh, under our control. And I just felt God pushing me to uh, give him more control in my life. And I've seen so many blessings coming from that. Uh, just feeling more peaceful, feeling happy. And I think it was um, this week on Monday that I was driving to work and I just started crying out of nowhere because I realized how um, God had helped me through uh, in my faith, through this therapist also, uh, realize uh, who I am and what I was created for. Uh, because for so much time, I felt as if uh, it didn't matter. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm feeling emotional right now. As if it didn't matter what I, uh, what I would say that people didn't care about, um, um, ab about me or that I didn't have anything to give to people. Uh, because I just, I just felt, especially in, uh, in my teenage years, I would just look at myself and despise myself, um, because I felt so different from other people. I didn't feel like I have a, I had a place, um, in the world. And so, uh, I'm just so thankful, um, to God for, uh, um, Helping me, help, helping me, and just for this journey that he has put me on. And so, yes. Well, thank you for sharing that because I am. <laughs> I'm emotional when I see you're emotional too. And I, I felt sad because it's not just you or me feeling this way. I think a lot of people are feeling that they're not good enough. Yeah. And I learned from my faith is that we're good enough. Also from therapy, it's just mm -hmm. like, you know, what we do doesn't define us. However, we need to decide which value we're holding and what. Um, so, for example, that you just said that, you know, you finally realize why God created us. And I think for a lot of people, they might not have that awareness why they're created in this world. So so I guess uh, lower self-esteem were created through comparison. Like we keep comparing to, with other people uh, or um, for some people, for example, I probably didn't get a lot of affirmation when growing up or doing something so that I felt like this is just my responsibility to try hard and try hard. Um, but I just didn't remember that we are children of God. Um, and also, I think one piece I want to add is just a lot of times that we go into therapy and then we look back in our original family, the family that we are born from um, and, and we are raised up with. And then, then I realized no one is perfect. It's mm -hmm. I don't I don't think our parents intentionally to do wrong to say that you know you're not good enough. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's through different events or through different thoughts process and all that. And then we internalize as like okay we need to try so hard otherwise we're not worthy of love. Um, but then 
Then for me, I thought about a deeper issue. Is like, all right, so we're raised imperfectly. Then, then it's it's not like our parents don't love us. But why do I still feel our、uh, self esteem or our ego is so low, and we're so not confident about the things that we're doing? Or, or why don't we feel loved?、Yeah. Then so I went back. It's like okay, if everyone is imperfect. Then we can never find perfection or satisfaction in people. Then I have to look up. <laughs> That's why I went back to my faith. I'm like, huh? Seriously, it's like I don't think I can rely on people. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that listeners might have different opinions. So please let、yeah. us know what what you are going through will be crucial as well, and how do you come to realization and all that. Um. Manu, did you did you have any experience of you know?、Um, so you mentioned that your mom probably don't relay too much about your emotions or how you're feeling. Are there any? Did you find any reasons that you feel、um, ashamed or not loved, or you're、um, still going through? <laughs> well, I feel that.、Um... I felt not. I realized for me that my mom was very present when I was growing up, but、um, I think I felt sometimes not listened to or not loved because she was shared、uh, uh, so many things going on. Like I remember her being so anxious. So now that I am an adult, I I re I thought and I felt that. I was kind of like that. I'm kind of like her. Like I realized. <laughs> totally, I talk like my mom. Seriously, I was like, what? <laughs> that she was very, very anxious. I remember her. I don't know working and just then coming home, taking care of the house, like always in a rush.、Mm. And I realized also later when I was an adult that. She、uh, went through a lot of things in her life.、Uh, for example, like、um, her sister uh, um, started suffering from、uh, schizophrenia. Uh,、no. mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like my during. A period of time, four of my grandparents died, <laughs> and like all four of my pr- grandparents died. Wow! And her mom, for, like one of my grandparents, like my grandmother, also for a number of years she suffered from Alzheimer. So, and that's very heartbreaking because、yeah. um, she, like, she had her mom, but her mom couldn't. Recognize her. Yeah. Yes.、Yeah, so it it is. It's very strange. You have a person that is there, but is not there anymore. So I think she was going through a lot of things, and so it, that's why I felt. I feel it wasn't intentional. And then also when I talked to her about my experience when I was a teenager later.、Uh, I realized she had no clue about what I was going through because she saw that I was very confident. So it's very strange. I have, I have two sides of me. One side that it's very determined and confident, 
And but I have another side that is soft and uh, I would say fragile and more sensitive. And sometimes people don't see this side. Even for it took my therapist a long time to see like the the anxiety in me, the anxiety in me, because people looking at me don't wouldn't think that I'm an anxious person because I look calm on the outside, but I'm actually uh, anxious maybe inside. And I don't know, talking about my mom, I realized for me that also I think we as women, we are put under so much pressure. Uh, that's, that's the way I felt becoming an adult. Like you have to work, you have to be, uh, I don't know, that's how I felt, be a perfect uh, wife or uh, take care of the house, like be on top of everything. And, and now I just realized that that's, uh, as you said, it's perfection, but perfection doesn't exist or it may, it can make you sick and it can make you, and, and so some of those things I, I don't value as much anymore. Like, you know, I don't know, for me, you know, I would be under so much stress, for example, taking care of my house as if. Uh, I needed to be perfect. And now I'm just, um, well, I don't care about that as much because I, for me, what is important are other things in my life, myself, my relationships, uh, God. And so, yeah, but I feel that society puts so much pressure on women, especially more than men. I don't know if you agree with that. (laughs) I do. And That's something I learned. Um, I think mental health issues comes up different ways. And some people, like for, I I realize that you are similar to me because when we are anxious or we are stressed, we do more things. We tend to fill our schedule up with a lot of things so we don't have to come down and, and face that anxiety. Some people become very unmotivated they're not trying to be lazy but they're unmotivated um and they can have they don't have any energy to do things and so I just feel like if you have friends or you're like that you know it's okay to seek for professional help because like when we go to doctor to check our teeth our eyes our whatever injuries we we just go so naturally there's no taboo on it but um I think for mental health issues, a lot of people are still uh, scared or yeah. they felt like this is something that we don't want to touch. But I, I will encourage any one of you who, who are listening, is, you know, just give it a try. In, yeah. So just like Manu said, it's not, probably not for everyone, but it's worth a shot. And, mm-hmm. you know, you might find some new face. <laughs> of yourself that's what i found manu i have one question before we end but um you mentioned a lot of about your mom Mm -hmm. in my therapy sessions i also found out dad or fathers have very important roles to play in daughter's life i don't know if that's your experience um yes yes i think um the role of my dad has a lot to do with my self-esteem uh, because I I didn't feel loved by him, but 
because I realized that the one of my love languages is to spend time with the person and uh, talking to them. And my dad wasn't someone, he's very shy and he's very private. And he just would show me love in other ways that I didn't realize at the time. I just wanted him to be more affectionate with me and um, just talk to me more. And so I think uh, that also affected me uh, in my life and uh, in, in the way I saw myself. Yeah, I, I don't remember where I read this article or, you know, information, but um, <laughs> I guess we can do fact check later. It's, um, I think it's a, a research on American prisons. So they interview a lot of prisoners or they survey prisoners and they found out like um, there is a higher um, correlation between the relationship with those prisoners and with their fathers so mm -hmm. in the women's prison that they so certain percentage is a high percentage like when these women don't have didn't have a great relationship with the dad or the dad is missing you know this like just not there in a, in the when the children are growing up and also for men's prison that's the same thing it's even higher so because men looking up to their fathers but when the fathers are missing they might turn around to see some other father figures in their lives. And then, so I, I well, I, I don't want to stereotype genders or, you know, parenting issues yes. and all that, but it's just like something that we discovered scientifically. Fathers mm -hmm. has very big influence on children and self-esteem or, you know, their, their weight of deci deciding on their past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Manu, what would you say to your younger self? This is our last question. Yes, I would say that I would say to her that she is fine the way she is, that um, she's special and mm. she has talents. And sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting emotional again. And that uh, God loves her the way she is. And she doesn't need to change for anybody else. That's what I would say to her. Amen to that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can always use some more love. And um, yes. I hope people are listening. Uh, they will also find the true love in this world. Um, yeah. How can people find you, Manu? On Facebook or Instagram? Yes, on Facebook and on Instagram. And I just, if anyone has, I don't know, would love to send me any message or anything, maybe if she or he is struggling at this moment with anxiety or other issues, yeah. um, I would be willing to read those messages and reply because awesome. I know that sometimes people maybe don't have anyone to turn to or they might feel ashamed about yeah. uh, talking uh, to maybe to some to people they know because yeah. I, they are afraid uh, of how people would uh, react or if they would judge them so I'm open in case 
Yeah, absolutely. So if listeners you don't want to use social media to find Manu, you can also email me. I will forward the emails to Manu, and my email is chaiwithping at gmail dot com. So feel free to leave comments or feedback, ask questions. So that's about it. Thank you so much for coming, Manu. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for listening to Try with Ping. If you think someone will benefit from this episode, don't forget to share with them. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you like my show, you can buy me a chai with small gifts. Details are in the episode notes. Till next time.